0: so many people like when they go through trauma we put up this wall because we're like that was so hurtful I don't ever want to feel that way again so you naturally build a wall to Mm -hmm. protect yourself but in protecting yourself you shut yourself off from the world and from feeling any type of emotion like whether it's happiness or like joy or or sadness or like anything because you don't want to ever feel that hurt Mm -hmm. again but in turn you you completely shut off and like like you were saying like you're not able to access any type of emotion like The peeps on the pod. Here we are. Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right, let me just get adjusted in this in our studio. Um hello everybody. Happy Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Clink cheers. Um we're back for another evening recording. That means Wine Wednesday. When Wine it, Wednesday. It's currently raining here in Atlanta, so when it rains, we pour. <laughs> and uh, you better just brace yourself for what's to come. <laughs> because
1: who knows? Thunder and... Please cut that out. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to thundering.
0: say. <laughs> Our voice is thundering over the podcast.
1: Do you know that um, Imagine Dragon song?
0: Like the thunder... <laughs> Something oh, like it just says thunder over yeah. and over thunder, again. Da, da, is it that one? Yeah, the thunder, da, da, da. Um, my niece <laughs> Allie she loves that song. Shout out to you, Allie! It's a good song. All right, so- <laughs> <laughs> today on the podcast, um. Let me take this chip clip out of my hair because... She literally is holding her hair up by a Ow. chip clip. You know, it was a long day. And also, my scrunchie is on my ankle. <laughs> so. You're a walking hero today. That is how my day went. And now I'm drinking wine in a closet. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's the best kind of day. Honestly, it was a really good day. Like I, I feel like I got a lot done, But just very protective. Busy. Yeah. So. This week, um, we'd like to talk about, um, empathy and connection. Dun dun! <laughs> These are their stories. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't make any sense. But, um, that is something we want to talk about because, one, we feel like the world needs it right now. And two, it's just a great topic. So, mm-hmm.
1: Um, guess first and foremost, if you want to be an actor, you have to have empathy. You have to. You have to. Talk about it. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of... Why do you have to have empathy, Grace? I was about to say, I feel like it's kind of obvious, but maybe it's <laughs> maybe not. Maybe it's not
0: to those that aren't actors.
1: Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you're telling stories, and I think it's important to give those stories as much authenticity as you can. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't know what it's like to be murdered, so I can't can't really fully empathize with something like that but I think it is important to be able to be vulnerable and um try as best as you can to feel like what it would be like in someone else's shoes Mm -hmm. and I think that is a key to being a very good actor is just feeling um Troubles or even joys of what some people go through. And I think once you have that or you have a pretty good understanding of it, then that's what shows in your work Mm -hmm. is just being able to have that empathy and connection. Not so easy, I guess, at the end of the day, but um, I think that's why it's so cool that we do get to tell stories and why it is important to not only have empathy in the acting room, but in life. So
0: then are able to continue connect with others yeah yeah. and i think too like um it's just always so interesting you can tell kind of how much a person's been through by or not i don't want to say how how much they've been through i guess how deeply they can connect to something whether Mm -hmm. like just to take acting for example at this point but um by how like like you said, authentically, they like portray a situation. Like mm-hmm. seeing some actors when they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're supposed to be like their their parent just died or something—and they're just kind of like, and everyone does it differently. But just seeing them like not go really deep is always disappointing to me because I'm like that would be like rent like gut wrenching. Like I would right. be on the floor, like broken. And I know, like er- like I said, everyone's different. But I just think like being able to really like go there, mm-hmm. like not only empathize, but really get get to that emotion in your own way is
1: is deep. Because, I mean, you're telling a part of someone's life. Someone has been through it, and I love thinking about why I love watching movies or TV or what makes me cry or Mm -hmm. makes me just, you know, have, like, tears of joy or whatever the case may be, and it's when somebody is just telling a story so authentically that it's you know, you feel for them, you hurt with them or mm-hmm. you rejoice with them. And um I remember I <laughs> I love the show Gossip Girl. And um but whenever I started watching it was like when I was eighteen or nineteen, early twenties. And um You don't have to lie. I swear, but I still <laughs> love it. I still love it. But Later on in one of the seasons, a character finds out that. Um, Spoiler alert! Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet. It's honestly like such a sub plot line, it doesn't even matter. It's but great. but on the episode, she found out who her dad really was. Mm-hmm. And um, just being perfectly honest, I grew up, my dad was not around. I met him when I was 18. And so I was kind of excited to see a storyline, you know, start to branch from that. And the next episode it was kind of like a cliffhanger and then the next episode it showed her running up to him and it not a lot of time had passed and she's like dad just like granted it's a cw show but Mm -hmm. i remember thinking that's not right because i know I I, i wouldn't feel that way i've been through that that's not authentic and i know it's not the actor's fault but it's just you know people do go through crazy things like that Mm -hmm. and we're not doing our jobs as actors by not portraying that as true and authentically as possible because I mean it could offend someone granted Mm -hmm. you can't make everybody happy but
0: I, I just, always wonder, too, if that's, a cat, like, a choice of the producers or something for them to mm-hmm. be, oh, well, no, you should be happy right now. And it's, like, mm-hmm. maybe the actor wouldn't authentically portray it that way, but it's, like, was mm-hmm. it a, a creative choice? Right. I always struggle with that, too, because I'm, like, I just don't know.
1: And, I mean, the show is not a great example of that context. Right. I get, yeah. But it's also, it's just, I always think about that as, like, I've been on the other side of feeling, like, that's not true because Mm -hmm. it was actually kind of granted things turned out great for me at the end of the day but it was a really hard time like it's not something that you just get introduced to this person that was never around and then you wake up the next day and everything's fine you're calling him dad like
0: Mm -hmm. it's no for me it was a long process gary yeah (laughs) hello gary (laughs) Yeah, I think a a great example of where movies uh, or I I just want to say film in general, like doesn't portray how we would um, like generally naturally react as like scary movies when Mm -hmm. the person's always going towards whatever the scary thing is. And we're like, are you kidding me? Like, if that was me, I would be running the other way. Like, I would be doing this. I would be doing that. I would not be going towards the Mm -hmm. freaking killer. So I think like. The best example of like just being like, are you kidding me? Like that? Like, I know that's not like necessarily like authentic, but it kind of is in a way because it's like authentic fear. Like, mm-hmm. I know we're like naturally curious as beings, but it's at the same time, like we all know now, thanks to film, like what's gonna happen if you go down that dark hallway or alley? Mm-hmm. Like, honey, I'd be running the other way <laughs> immediately as fast as I can, like it's just so funny to always like and to compare like how we live our lives based on what we've seen in the movies Mm -hmm. and it's like well I'm supposed to like feel this way because like all the movies like this is how the girl reacts when this happens to her in the movies but it's like if that's not how you authentically feel like if that's not I know I keep saying authentically but like if that's not how you really feel then like go with what your gut says
1: I think one of the best movies that have um or that has come out in the past few years is eighth grade because I remember telling my mom, I was like, I feel like I'm almost watching a documentary because mm-hmm. they did it so raw and so much like oh, how yeah, I haven't seen it yet go through life. It Oh I just cringe the oh. whole time because I mean the girl is phenomenal. She mm. was so good, but It was just like, oh my gosh, like this was me. Like, I know, like, we didn't really have like Instagram and stuff when I was in eighth grade, but just the anticipation of liking a boy Uh, and like wanting to be accepted and have friends and just the awkwardness. I was like, why is middle
0: school the worst? Why why was it the absolute terror of life?
1: I actually really didn't mind middle school that much. But now, I really didn't. I really didn't. But my school was kind of weird. We had. We went K through sixth, seventh through ninth, mm, and then tenth through that's twelfth. Weird. So when we were freshmen, we were like top dogs at our school, so it was a really fun year. It wasn't like we were done with middle
0: school and then we When you when you were freshman, you mean when you were in ninth grade? When we were in ninth grade. Oh yeah, because you're we're senior a, of middle school. Right, exactly. So, so when that's you were in tenth grade, you were freshman again? We were still
1: sophomores. Like we Bottom still of the barrel. Yeah, and, like, ninth grade, we still had, like, high school credit, so it was just the way the school system was. Oh, gotcha. Like, we were in that building. Interesting. So, that's what I think of when I think of middle school, is, like, ninth grade, we had so much fun, and then...
0: Ninth grade was fun, but I was in actual, like, high school wasn't, like, junior high anymore, but... Eighth grade was by far the worst, though, I will say. I came home my first night of sixth grade, and I just cried in the living room. Was sixth grade middle school for you? Yes, sixth grade was, yeah, the first year of, of junior high, and it was just... Such a shock because you're still a baby in fifth grade like you really are like you're mm-hmm. not prepared to go and learn what a blowjob is in sixth grade <laughs> after you just learned what pat like how to play hand games all of fifth grade not ha- wow well, not, not hand, hand games, games <laughs> but like patty cake and like shame 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 like you do that all fifth grade and then set it and like you have recess and it's like super fun and games and you're mm-hmm. playing tag and then sixth grade my best friend literally shout out to you the, i'm not even gonna say your name actually <laughs> never mind, but she was my best friend she got suspended for giving me a guy a blow job in the bathroom in sixth grade and i didn't have a friend anymore she's my only friend and so i literally you just grow up so fast and there's fights everywhere our our my grade like my like sixth grade class got the whole school shut down because we had such a huge fight that turned into a riot there was literally a wave of students i remember seeing it in the hallway because we were all in it. it was like during a class change There was a wave of actual bodies in the hallway, and a teacher broke his arm, like, three kids got, Mm -hmm. like, just blood everywhere, like, some huge fight, but it was, like, a stampede. I don't know, but it turned into a stampede. It was, there was always fights. It was literally always a fight, and so we got the whole school, like, shut down, and they, everyone had to have, like, silent transitions for the rest of, like, even after I was gone, like, when I was in ninth grade, they were still having silent transitions. It was, like, such a nightmare shock, so yeah we didn't really have that (laughs) anyways back to empathy um (laughs) yeah but it it was just crazy so I I just think that um yeah actually that's a great place to segue into because there was so much like more feeling through that process and like knowing that it was okay like if we had like support for each other rather than all just kind of trying to like navigate this new school new phase of life like on our own Mm -hmm. um which i know it's kind of unrealistic like that's just i guess how society is like everyone's like you form cliques and you have groups of like whatever it is starting really even younger than middle school but middle school especially like i know we definitely all clicked off and there was just like weird groups and it continues in high school of course but like if we just all had one like a better mutual understanding that we're all literally going through the same thing and like Mm -hmm. all feelings types of ways and like being able to connect more on like an emotional level yeah there'd be so much less issues in the world but I know I think that's one of my favorite things about
1: acting is that um at least what I've learned is empathy shouldn't just stay in the acting room it should
0: 100% if
1: anything it should carry over from your life and be brought into that room Mm -hmm. because um think it just goes back to everything that we've
0: already been saying but um I had a train of thought and I can't think of it but it's just needed so much right now more than ever I feel like of just like like love and like Mm -hmm. of understanding that everyone's going through shit like everyone has a problem going on at home or or somewhere in their personal life like whether I mean you could you could say everything's great but like it's always comes in waves you know like it may not be great tomorrow or maybe you know at one point it wasn't great like things literally just always it's the ebbs and flows of life and like knowing that your life isn't perfect is under is like you should also understand that like that's happening with your neighbor that's happening with the person you see next that's like literally happening to everyone like everyone's going through something right now or is going to go through something or has been through something that's literally shaping their life and I think if we can understand that a little bit more and be more understanding of that rather than being so, like, <sighs> we're all so, um, like, results-driven that we, like, forget to stop and, like, realize, like, you're talking to another human right now. Like, I know you want your Starbucks, so you want your coffee, and, like, that's your motive right now, but, like, take time to ask them, like, how they're doing. Like, genuinely, like, have that like emotional cue to be like, you know what? This person looks like they're going through something right now. Like mm-hmm. they're not looking me in the eye. Like I'm I'm an empath, so I guess I talk from a way deeper emotional wave. But I just like like feel on a different level. So I guess when I like and I think that's also why I'm like kind of afraid to like go into like dramatic like, I like to stay on the comedic wave of things because I feel like if I get into too deep of something that I, like, it's hard for me to get out sometimes. Like, I mm-hmm. I just get, like, so caught up in, like, oh, my God, about this. Like, how were they feeling after this? Like, and, like, I get into, like, I take on their feelings as mine mm-hmm. when really I'm, like, wait, but that's not my real situation. So, like, staying in, like, the comedic realm is always more comfortable for me. But,
1: Hmm.
0: Um, I don't know. I feel like I kind of, at least in the past,
1: I've kind of like run away from that. I
0: feel... From,
1: from drama? or from Well, what? drama, but also just... Feeling? I think there was a solid period of time last year whenever I had just gotten out of a breakup that was very serious. I had just moved. There was a lot of changes, and I feel like my way with dealing with the changes was almost going from... The opposite side, you know, of the pendulum, because I didn't want to be sad. I wanted to yeah. embrace a new city, and I wanted to embrace this new adventure. And I almost felt like I kind of turned off my emotions or like suppressed it, and just mm-hmm. everything was like, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine." You're having a problem? Well, it's not my problem. You know, yeah, I'm staying in my lane and I'm focusing That's on myself. So
0: many people are too, though. Yeah, it's like they don't want to deal with what they're feeling. Mm-hmm.
1: And I started realizing that it was getting harder for me to connect in auditions and in scenes because I was doing auditions where I had to be very emotional a good majority of the time and it would just take forever not that I'm great at like crying on command but I was just like yeah I was like I there's something wrong because I can't connect with this character I can't connect with this story And um, I can't be vulnerable. It was hard for me to be vulnerable with other people. It was hard for me to, like, get upset about something.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: I even had, like, a friend say, she was like, I feel like you went way too far Mm -hmm. the other way. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, it went from, like, okay, I'm just not going to let this bother me to, I really just, I don't care. Like, shut off feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because I would have other friends that would tell me, like, really difficult things and... I would just be like, well, I can't help you. Like, I'm not the person to come to. Like, wow. I, and it was, it was, that's really unkind and not a good way to handle it. But in the moment, I think it was just, there were other things that I had to deal with. And I had just gone through a lot of trauma. Like, I'm not saying breakup. There was other stuff that was going on, mm-hmm. but it was like, I feel like I had this well and, it was just like I can't mm-hmm. I can't I can there yeah I, yeah like I can't give
0: any more emotion it's your defense mechanism of like mm-hmm. um it's really interesting you say that I heard something this morning about uh, basically that same thing like we so many people like when they go through trauma week put up this wall because we're like that was so hurtful I don't ever want to feel that way again so you naturally build a wall to mm-hmm. protect yourself but in protecting yourself you shut yourself off from the world and from feeling any type of emotion like whether it's happiness or like joy or or sadness or like anything because you don't want to ever feel that hurt mm-hmm. again but in turn you you completely shut off and like like you were saying like you're not able to access any type of emotion like Mm -hmm. you may feel like oh i'm happy or i'm sad but like you're not really feeling you're just like saying that you are like you're experiencing the bare minimum of those emotions Mm -hmm. but to experience like that great grief and loss it's Mm -hmm. also like gonna like once you finally open up that well and like deal with those emotions and let them heal you're able to experience joy in that void as well yeah and so much deeper like those wounds that are carved into you are allowing you to not only be filled with that deep of sadness but that deep of joy like that much joy you can fill like all the voids with light Mm -hmm. after the after the darkness is left and i mean it comes and goes but you literally like the more i so there's some beautiful quote and I can't even remember it right now, but it's basically like all of the scars that are carved into you, like from how deep you've been hurt, those wounds will be filled with light or something. It's like beautiful. I know I like butchered it, but mm. it's so true because if you think about it, it's like you now have the capacity to hold that much more mm-hmm. beautiful, like, and to feel that much deeper. And it yeah. is crazy how that, yeah, like you were saying, like you can't connect to a character because you're you're shut off from your own emotions like I I do truly believe that the most like beautiful artists in general are those who have seen really dark days and really but really really bright mm-hmm. things as well but um because they allow themselves to feel that like it's not only that they've experienced it but they're open and they are allowed. they're they're just like literally just beings like telling stories of both their grief and their joy mm-hmm. like all of it encompassed into one and um, they're just like allowing the world to see them at their most raw and vulnerable level. And that's yeah. what, like how I aspire to be, but it is crazy.
1: <laughs> I know. I feel like for me it's still a learning process because if I Oh yeah. If I get upset, I kind of automatically will just be like, Nope, things are fine, things are fine. Oh my These god, me too. Automatically and I let myself, you know, get upset now, but I hate being upset. Mm-hmm. Not that anybody loves it, but I love it. I think there are some people, though, that almost find, and I don't mean for this to be insensitive, <laughs> but, like, almost find comfort in being sad, mm-hmm. or, like, if things are more dramatic or are a little bit more... It, it, maybe it's just people that are more sensitive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, for me, I'm... I, I think I am sensitive, but at the same time, I'm a pretty positive person. Mm-hmm. So crying or getting upset about something that I feel like is not life or death. I'm just like, Oh God, I don't yeah. want to have to have these emotions. I'm so done. Like yeah. I just, I well, hate just feeling that way. Just
0: cause you're, um, you're positive. Doesn't mean that you're not sensitive. Like you I think that, or just cause you're sensitive doesn't mean that you're not positive. Like mm-hmm. being sensitive, you can feel all the things you're just, mm-hmm. you feel it more easily than other people. Um, But I do think that you definitely try to, like, make sure that you stay on the happy side of things. Because you don't want to, like, of course. Because, like you said, like, who wants to be in that, like, realm of, like, grief or sadness. But um, I I, I get what you're saying. I do think there are people maybe that, and there's all types of people. But I can see how someone, like, when they experience, um, like, sadness, they kind of are like, okay, well, this is, like this is, this sucks, but, like, some people, I feel like, are comfortable with it, because it's all they really know, and all they Mm -hmm. allow themselves to be comfortable with, because they're, like, some people, when they experience joy, they literally are, like, I don't deserve this, and they shut it down, and then they go back to that state of, like, despair, or whatever, but I think there's some people that also know that, like, if you're experiencing sadness, that also means that, like, happiness is coming soon, Mm -hmm. or, I mean, you never know when, but, um... I think I just... For me,
1: I never want to come off as somebody that doesn't have it together. Mm-hmm. Or
0: that... Not to say that I do, but... You do present yourself in such a way, though, that you're, like, very put together. Like, well, I thought... oh, Always thought you just, like, have it together. Even though I know you personally and I know... <laughs> I know you don't. I'm just kidding. I don't. I just...
1: I know you and I know... Well, and I never want to come off as a burden to someone. Right. And in my mind, I just... I don't want to be this is so awful for me to say, but I don't want to be like a difficult person or someone that is like complaining all the time or, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think people deal with different things in different ways. But in my mind, um, I've just had people that have relied on me too much for that. And it's been really hard for me. Mm -hmm. So I never want to be that for someone else. So as much as I can, not talk about my problems and not deal with them Mm -hmm. that's what is easy for me
0: I think something great for you though if you could ever learn to use it this way or if you even think this works for you I don't know but using like act the acting room as your outlet of like that's that's how I've started okay yeah yeah, I was gonna say because that's such a good way to like feel the feel all the things Mm -hmm. but also like okay once you leave this room like now we're like It's like therapy. Like acting is therapy for you.
1: And I think that's how I started kind of coming back on the other side of the pendulum. Because even there was one audition where I had to do like this. And it was like very traumatic and dramatic scene. And my mom was like, well, you have a lot to pull from. I mean, yeah. And I... Use that. I don't really believe in that type of acting of kind of rehashing old wounds. Because I do think that can be unhealthy. But at the same time... I have found it's almost like substitution in a way, like kind of taking that person or that situation and kind of like fictionalizing fiction, fictionalizing <laughs> it know. is. I don't even know if that's a word, but making yeah. it, um, you know, just like, um, creative or made up in a way in my own mind. So it's like kind of, kind of dealing with the problem or dealing with
0: that person that caused grief or whatever. Yeah, it's like healing, healing. Yeah, yeah. I, coming back to what I said at the beginning, I think I might retract my statement. I, I think what I meant, like I said, um, you can always kind of tell like how much a person has been through or what they've experienced, but I don't think you necessarily have to experience like all these terrible things to really get there in your acting. I think there's so many things you can pull from absolutely um, and yeah I'm glad that you brought that up because yeah that it's
1: important to know like I don't yeah. think you have, you to, have go... to lose
0: a lose a parent lose um part of your leg yeah. lose like no but I do think the deeper you feel in those in whatever experiences you have mm-hmm. in your life is what I'm tr- was trying to get out of like what makes it mm-hmm. um uh, makes you better at telling those stories because absolutely. you're going deeper
1: yeah and I think that's kind of what I was getting at just now with yeah um, I, I've been like I went to school for like Meisner training mm-hmm. and and the whole purpose behind it is creating um oh my gosh well uh <laughs> we'll
0: be back next week with oh what my Grace learned school <laughs> uh
1: it's uh it, through imaginary circumstances like creating situations oh. through imaginary circumstances
0: I think I butchered that I used creating, to have it. you know yeah creating um <sighs> uh Oh my God! I'm linking. to... I know what it is. Creating like real people though, like th- or... yeah. Uh, oh, uh, authentically. Um, you know what I'm saying? I. Well, gosh, this is, I can't remember it now. This is like talk our like this all the time. pledge of allegiance.
1: Good Lord, I can't think of what it is. Creating truthfully, it's truthfully, it's truthfully, um, living truthfully through imaginary circumstances. That's what it is. Living truthfully through imaginary circumstances. There it is. We'll cut all that out. Yeah. <laughs> we <We've>, honestly. <laughs> Make me sound like I know what I'm talking about. No, you're
0: good. Um, my legs asleep. I'm gonna readjust. I can't feel my leg. Um, my leg. Spongebob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to graphics. <laughs> um, but yeah, living truthfully under imagination. Shout practices. out Meisner. Yes, Anyways. Meisner technique. But anyway, the whole purpose of it is, um, substitution essentially. So, you say the scene is like your mom died well say your mom's not dead or you haven't gone through death what is something What's that next what is something to you that would be so hard to grasp and mm-hmm. for some people that could be something that other people may not find as difficult but for them if they've never gone they'll through, never
0: know what you're thinking too exactly or like where you're it's
1: going. just it's just what can get you to that point of relating to a character or what they're going through. So you you know you can break it down by words. Like if they went through um a death, it could be loss, it could be heartache, it could be um, you know, so many different things. And it's like what would make you feel that way.
0: And everyone's been through something. Like back to what we were saying earlier. Like you go everyone goes through crazy stuff all the time. So being able to like draw on those instances and not saying like in every going back to like how we need to take this outside of the acting room like
1: Mm -hmm. it's not
0: like you need to like go there every time you're trying to like empathize with someone but just coming from a place of like like we're not robots like we're Mm -hmm. not all we need to be more connected especially now more than ever like the whole purpose of this podcast for us too is just like we want to spread love and light and like and bring awareness and humanity back to and i think we've said this before like entertainment literally want to say it again and again and again because our joy our joy our hope is to bring joy and laughter and Mm -hmm. love and light all the good stuff like to everyone to anyone listening because it's needed so much right now but always and so like we always try to make sure that our topics kind of encompass that Mm -hmm. um so that's why today's of course with empathy like we just want to make sure that whatever it is whether you're an actor or an engineer or a bag boy at publix like or groger wherever you are like just yeah like i said we're not freaking robots like just connect with someone like be go like on a deeper level to go out of your way to make someone smile or make someone's day a little bit brighter a little easier like those things go so far Mm -hmm. like that can really do so much for someone even if you just take two minutes of your day to be like how are you doing and like really mean it like look somebody in the eye eyes eyeballs (laughs) and and if they only have one eye then look them in the eye (laughs) what is that one quote it's my my eye eye. (laughs) (laughs) spongebob everywhere
1: (laughs) love your graphics Uh, uh um But it's, like, be kind to everyone because everyone is fighting a battle or everyone has their own story. We're really bad with quotes tonight, but
0: yes. Y'all, it's been... It's been a day. I can't possibly have more information in my head right now, so... Yes. Be kind. Be kind to us. Leave a review. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I think being kind to... Yeah, because you literally never know. Like, sometimes... People are fighting a battle. You can't
1: see. Honestly, I feel like we were ahead for a while,
0: and then I'm
1: dwindling.
0: I'm so sorry. This is gonna be a
1: shorter episode.
0: (laughs) No, this is actually an average episode right now. We had one one one-hour episode, and now it's um, the one when Danny was on it. We're just gonna keep it real right now. Yeah, no, the one-hour episode was um, the one right before the one before this episodes ago oh really yeah it was an hour oh wow we know how to talk girl (laughs) but anyways um yeah i just we're just gonna oh my god wait can we bring out um to end this episode we'd like to end on an even funnier note of literally our notes oh i don't have mine i have to open the door well yeah interrupt our sound room i need to print mine out too because mine are on my phone and we're using we'll do it that. next time we'll do like a little inside look sorry got your hopes up well oh, you just got that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um i'm gonna leave that <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times we've said we'll cut this we'll, we'll cut, cut that. this i never <laughs> cut any of it because one i'm lazy and two i think it makes it funnier and we're authentically i was just truth- about to say we're <laughs> authentic we're truthfully all right if you can tell us comment in the comments um <laughs> there's no comments on here what am i saying <laughs> let us know how many times we use the word authentic in this episode and i'll buy you chick-fil-a a Chick-fil-A. A, a whole Chick-fil-A establishment. I'll buy you a nugget. <laughs> I'll buy you a, one I'll nugget. I'll buy you the establishment. Um, okay, well. No, wait. I'm not done yet. I had something to say. Did you? We're living truthfully under, under automat- uh, automatic. Automatic? <laughs> We're living truthfully under authentic circumstances. Authentic circumstances. You know, I was sober until 30 minutes in. So, three minutes ago i'm actually all right i thought i was too and then i started to try and have thoughts and it's just been a long day too guys i don't know if i said that or not but just empathize with me with me (laughs) with me with me houston (laughs) empathize (laughs) with me houston Um, (laughs) what did you say yesterday like uh oh man what did you say so many funny things i'm hilarious so many (laughs) you said you were like you're
1: like, take a class
0: and we'll... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let me say it. Let me deliver my line. Um, the line was... It was something... You said oven. Yeah, I was talking about baking somebody. It was You like- were like,
1: we'll put you in the oven and then you'll come out like a Leonardo de Caprizi salad. <laughs>
0: I don't know what I said, and this makes no sense to anyone listening, but it was hilarious. I oh, was kept joke. saying,
1: put you in the oven. Like,
0: who are you? I did not know. <laughs> oh, Hansel and... I said something about Oh, you, Hansel, Hansel and... Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. Because um, I think it was something, like, their last name was Hanson. I was like, yeah, Hansen and Gretel. We're going to put you in the oven over here for class. And then you come out as a great actor. A Leonardo DiCaprizi salad, and then we were like, "Before long, you'll be a series
1: regular on a
0: on a soap opera." Yeah, I don't know how all that transcribed at work, but it did. Um, but now I have a joke for you. What do you call a woman with one leg? Why? No, we can take a guess. I I don't know. Okay. Well, there's two answers. <laughs> <laughs> My mom asked me this joke. And, all right, you ask me. <laughs> what? I, what? What do you call a woman with one leg? Peggy. <laughs> that was my answer. The real answer. That was good. <laughs> right? The correct answer was Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Peggy was better. That's been, a good one. I've been holding that one in all week. All week. Waiting for the opportune
1: time the opportune
0: yeah well um we got
1: way off topic of
0: we talked about some good things be kind connect empathize you want to know the saddest thing i i posted a um a I took a poll thing on instagram asking what topic should we talk about for the pod literally zero answers <laughs> you guys are so mean sometimes i know you have things going on in your life but like you know how i feel why would you say that <laughs> why would you not say anything but it's fine it's whatever i'll remember that when you guys ask what songs should i play at my wedding i'm not gonna have any answers for you even though i have a whole note full of all the wedding songs i'm gonna have played i'm gonna have the most dope the dopest <laughs> DJ list for my wedding. It's already it's it's the bomb. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm gonna be your me <laughs> me
1: Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Oh, I guess we're
0: wrapping it up like surround wrap wrap. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, this is DJ Becky Beck and Gracie McGrace Grace. And um, if you would like to leave us a review, it better only be five stars or I'm deleting it. <laughs> Can you even delete reviews? I don't even know. We're not petty in the slightest. We're not petty at all. We're actually the most anti petty. We are um, <laughs> anti Tom Petty and the Rippers and our heartbreakers. I don't know. I'm not 80, so I don't know. I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> I actually did used to like him. But, anyways, um, okay, well, I guess we're going <laughs> to. Logging off. Uh, AOL instant messenger screen uh, saver uh, away message going up oh, now. <laughs> text it text it (laughs) xoxo love
1: you bye all right bye